Welcome to episode four of the Weirgrass Logo Podcast. My name is Justin, and I'm one of your hosts. Charlene will be joining me later. We're going to hit up Okinawa this evening and see what there is going on. Um, we'll be joined later by Daniel Allen of the Vagabonds and talk about touring, music, random stuff, baking cakes, sky's the limit. Thank you so much for checking us out, and make sure you subscribe to this and post it to all your friends' walls on Facebook so they hate you. Thanks. Hey, Vicky, sit down. What's going on? Have a seat. Oh, we're just going to roll right into it. Okay. So Vicky's here, and welcome to episode number four of The Local, a podcast hosted by... I'm Charlene. I'm Justin. And he is the publisher of The Local. I'm just his friend that happened to know some things about microphones. I'm the one that snoops around on your Instagram profile, liking Ooh. everything. No way. And sharing stuff. Yeah. Well, thank you. No problem. Thank you so it's much. It's my job. And Vicki, you are the manager here at Open Olive. Yes. So, for those of you that don't know this show, The Local is based out of Dothan, Alabama. Yep. So, we're going to tell you about these amazing places, and they're not going to be in your hometown, because they're in ours. Or if you live here, it's well, in yours. That's right. We'll share it. We'll share, we'll share it with you. Sharing is caring. Yeah. So, if you travel to Dothan, then you definitely want to stop by Okinawa. So, Absolutely. tell us about Okinawa. Well, Okinawa, it's... The tricky thing about Okinawa, it has so many different umbrellas, but... Our first thing is we're a restaurant and a lounge. We have live music three nights a week on Wednesday, Friday, and Saturday. And then, like tonight, on Tuesday night, we have, we're celebrating Cantina Tuesday. I love Cantina Tuesdays. Yes, with street tacos, amazing street tacos, house made salsa, and crafted margaritas. Our pineapple jalapeno margarita is to die for. Yeah, I'll have one. Yes. You want one? You can deal me in on that. Yes, yeah, and it then, is amazing. And then you guys have three different tacos, don't you? Yes. We have chorizo, we have brisket, we have chicken, oh, we have four, and black and shrimp. We'll have all four of those, too. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> they are so good. I think part of the podcast should be drinking and eating the food while we're here. we got to sample this, so you yeah. get the immediate reaction. You know, exactly. That's a, that's a really, really cool thing about <laughs> about working here. You just get, you, you're able to sit down and say, for instance, if you guys were meeting me here for a meeting or an event mm-hmm. that you wanted to have here. Uh, I would always offer you a glass of wine or whiskey on rocks or one of our famous Moscow mules. And we just sit back and you just relax and enjoy. We just plan something awesome. And everyone always says, I love your meetings. <laughs> yes, those, those are good meetings. Now, yes. Oak Olive is not like um, any other place in Dothan. It's, um, it's totally unique to itself. It's absolutely beautiful for one. Yes. So you can have a high-end business meeting. Yes. Here, I do a lot um, of mixers here as well. Yeah, a lot of mixers, mm-hmm. um, young business people. Yeah, Dothan yes. area young professionals did their business brews a couple years ago here all the mm-hmm. time. Um, we're actually looking back into, we're scheduling for 2016 now, so it's going to be on the rotation. We just don't know when. Um, this place is, I've been around this place since the inception almost, when... Skip and Dustin started. Yeah, me too. Working together. In fact, together. I was one of the people to help pick out the logo, but whatevs. Okay, well, I did that. <laughs> no way. The archway. <laughs> the wood structure. Did you? Yeah, me and Seaburn Wood split it. No, what? Yep, we split it up. Is, and you know what? That is just a conversation piece in itself. You you're right. Never ever see me block that. Put it's, anything over it. Decorate over it. Anything. No, it's, it's beautiful. Just, it's a statement piece. It makes you actually stop and oh, yeah. look in the middle of this lounge. It's mm-hmm. really funny because one of those that the piece in the middle. I actually have shelves made out of that same board in my bathroom. No way. Do you yeah, really? It's just, yeah, it's just leftovers from when we cut it down. A tree? Yeah. Well, no, it's the same board. It, you put it in a mill and it cuts the boards out. What we're out. talking about is in the middle of Oak and Olive, there's a, a wooden... like there's an archway. Yeah, structure. There's a, a wooden is, what do you, art sculpture. installation, pretty much. Type thing. And it's just slabs of pecan. The middle one's red oak and black walnut are the four that aren't the light colored ones um but yeah we've got Seaburn and i went and picked him up from a friend of mine who has a sawmill yeah and they just needed something to fill the space and i was like this will fill it but it won't 
make the rooms feel like they're closed off and it makes everything feel it makes everything flow a lot better because it's open air mm-hmm. and it doesn't actually just you can and sit in this far, back corner and yeah. still see the opposite corner of the place mm-hmm. and see who's playing music which is yeah, yeah I like you can't that do. it serves as a really cool divider mm-hmm. oh yeah mm-hmm. So you now you guys have stepped up the game. So first it was um, our friends Skip and Tammy. They owned Oak and Olive, yes. and now Mike owns uh, Oak and Olive, and yes. also Fatbacks. And yes. you worked with Mike at Fridays. Mm-hmm. Your whole team that worked together at Fridays years and years and years ago yes. went from Fridays, which was a big franchise, mm-hmm. and you guys all went on a dream to open a local business, yes. Fatbacks. And yes. how was that? It was a little scary going from it a was, corporate it, to a it local. Was, it was very scary going, uh, leaving a um, a brand like Friday. Yeah, you know because it's domestic and international, so it was a huge brand. Oh yeah. To stepping out on faith and opening up a local business, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but the only thing that led us to not even worry and not even be concerned was we knew that if Mike stepped out and did anything. He's going to make it happen. It was going to make it amazing. He's going to make it successful. He was a manager at Fridays for a long time. Yes. And uh, a lot of people don't know this, but our Fridays here in Dothan was, at that time, mm-hmm. nationally renowned for being, like, the number one Fridays in the yes. entire franchise. They were Did you know that? bike yeah. night every Tuesday. I mean, there it was, was number one Fridays yeah. in the country. And we were, um, our bar sales was... Um, we were number one in bar sales for so many quarters and so many years. And Mike, he won GM of the year. So the thing about it is why it was not a problem with us leaving Fridays. And you had the built-in Mike. leadership. Yes, yes. But and the experience he, under that leadership. We were like a family. Absolutely. Yeah. It was like, okay, Daddy has left. You know, we're, we're, going we're, with following, Dad. we're, we're mm-hmm. following Daddy. Mm-hmm. Because we know if he puts his heart and soul into anything, a person, a business, uh, a charity, he's going to do it 100%, oh, yeah. and he's not going to fail. No, I, I love Mike. I've um, done a couple his, things with him. He's his, pretty amazing. His, what I like about him, what I've learned about him, the thinking outside of the box. Mm-hmm. Yes. He, he wakes up thinking outside the box. He goes to bed thinking outside the box, and that's what I do now. You know, after nine and a half years mm-hmm. of being with him, you you have to, in order for you guys to flow and make it happen, you have to think alike. Oh, yeah. You know, and that's one of the, the craziest things he's never ever did was one of the things he did was a open face uh, sloppy joe and he's talking about putting that on the menu it is divine here uh, at Fatbacks fat but another genius idea was the pepper jelly pork sandwich okay yeah, that is let's amazing. talk about that for a second oh my god that thing will stop traffic yes. okay. have you had it <laughs> yeah it is it is ridiculous it is really Without being dirty, it's one of the best things you can put in your mouth. Sure. Honestly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> it's with zero it guilt. Yeah, it's zero been, guilt. No guilt attached. And hand-cut fries. Oh, my gosh. And hand, hand-cut, hand-battered, and hand-breaded onion rings. Now, the the bun, it's, I think it's called a like a sweet mesquite. Yes. Because that bun, it just... It, it well, looks, the sweet and the salty yes. and the spicy and the, yes. the creamy and, and the... the pig on, and the pig on oh, the cow. The bacon. That is just, oh. Pig on the cow, I'll tell you. I'm a big you, fan you of that back. <laughs> you have to have that burger so huge. You have to have at least, if you're someone that eats small meals, you have to have someone that can well, share it with you. You yeah. gotta have a spotter. You yes, yes. No, you're <laughs> you can't not just... a spotter. You've got to have somebody that's going <laughs> to. That's gonna commit to eating half oh, yeah. of that sandwich. With it's you. so good, and I also <laughs> and so love huge. too that there's kind of a healthy option too. Like if you don't want the French fries at Fatback, mm-hmm. so you can always have grilled, grilled zucchini. zucchini. Oh my mm-hmm. goodness, girl, that's my favorite. Yeah, that's how yeah. I justify mm-hmm. eating the the cream cheese and the pepper jelly and the hamburger with the bacon on top because yes. I'm having the grilled zucchini. Yes. It's kind of like having a burger with a diet coke. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I don't and I always, adhere to that plan. The reason I have two reasons why I always get zucchini when I order burgers. Zucchini, it's a lot lighter mm-hmm. and it doesn't fill you up and make you feel really right. Heavy, but that allows me also to eat the burger. Eat the whole well. burger. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. And our burgers, they come in fresh and they're oh, real sirloin so and brisket. Even the burgers here at Okinawa, they're um, grass fed. Nice. Yes, from a local ranch. It's Casablanca Ranch oh, nice. in Abbeville. Mm-hmm. Okay. We get awesome. sterling silver, um, New York strips. 
and our pork, all of our meat comes in fresh. Now, tell me about, um, so we talked about fatbacks a little bit. One day we'll have to do a show from oh, yeah. there because fatbacks oh, yeah. in and of itself is a staple. I was going to sound like I'm mumbling the whole time because I got food shoved yeah. straight <laughs> in my face. Right, or chewing on those um, homemade pork rinds. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> You can set those on the floor and not eat them. Yeah. So, Mike is uh, the, the the big brain behind Fatbacks. And then he came into Okinawa. Yes. Um, which had an amazing bar and an amazing menu. And you guys have just taken it and run with it yes. as well. So, yes. explain the menu to those people that don't know. Okay. All of our meat, it comes in fresh. All of our, probably about 98 of our ingredients such as sauces, um, sour cream, our cakes, everything is made here in-house fresh. Okay, we have tuna nachos, which has been so, so popular. So So good. Because we smoke the tuna. And then a lot of people get confused when they have the the smoked tuna and then the smoked gouda cheese. Mm. But when you marry those two together with fresh pico and a cucumber ranch, it's amazing. It's to die for. And our sliders. Our sliders are amazing. Like I said, they're grass-fed beef. And it's maybe about 98% uh, lean meat. Nice. Yes, I'm t- very, very so low. are the portions content. still um, like tapas, like small yes. portions? Yes. So we you have, can try lots yes. of different but we've things. But something, we've added something different because we're doing more of the appetizer tapas style. Mm-hmm. And then we have full dinner. Entree, oh, okay. Yeah. Which comes with our asparagus and smoked gouda mashed potatoes, which is amazing. Yum. Yes. Yummy. Yes, yes, yes. Are you hungry? Are you quiet? You're really quiet. I know. I can't. I don't want to open my mouth because everybody's <laughs> are slipping I and drool. His, I think his mind has jumped from the sliders to the tuna nacho. I can't yeah. keep up. Yeah. So I don't even need to talk about the flatbread because we make the bread. Oh my gosh. Well. Those are amazing. Yes. Yeah. Those are our so chef, good. executive chef Ryan McCullough. He's he's really really good. He's really good. Everything he does is completely outside the box. That is awesome. But it's it's always it always is a delicious dish. What are the hours of Okinawa? Well, on Tuesdays we open up at 5 p.m. and the sign says 10 p.m. But we normally just stay open until the last person feel like they want to leave. Okay. Yes. And Wednesday through Saturday we open up at 4:30 to the latest 1 a.m. Okay. Mm-hmm. It and just depends on if we're having a birthday party or an engagement party, or it just depends on the event. And how often do you day. have bands? We have bands three nights a week. I didn't know that. Wednesday, Friday, and Saturday. And Saturday. I yes. didn't know that it was that like that consistent. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's good to know. Yep. Yes. Yes. That's awesome. Sometimes we'll have private events. Not private events, but we'll have someone that wants to have uh, a mixer here, mm-hmm. and they want live entertainment. So then that's when we bring in live entertainment. And you're always here, which yes. I love. Like yes, when you always. when you walk in the door of Okinawa, you are going to see Vicky. Yes. Um, I will be the one that will be 99% greeting you at the door. Yes. She's running around taking pictures all night. Yeah. Posting on the Instagrams. No, she's fantastic. I've been here uh, way too many times, and I've probably been the one that's like, I'm not ready to go yet. <laughs> I have that same problem. I do, too. Tim's like, we're leaving early, and I'm like, but we I'm just, not ready to go. I just got yeah. comfortable Oh yeah, at 1 a.m. Most definitely. This is still my first I'll drink. You, I'll tell you what really, really something you'll never see me do is you'll never see me sit on a couch in here. No. Ever. I, will never I was trying sit. to think when I, I paused. I will never, never sit on any of these couches anytime ever because I sat down one day and I was like, oh my God. It's too cozy. before we opened. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh my God. I was like, I can't do this. I got to get up. This feels too good. <laughs> Tell the Postmaster General no I'm forwarding that mail. Yeah. And once you just, you know, wiggle a little bit and shimmy to the side, you just get all comfortable. And I'm like, no wonder these people can't get up. Uh, no. <laughs> you get no, settled no. in That's and right. then you start. When, the other thing that I love too about the music the, and then the candles oh. and it's just all the rest relaxing zen ambiance. Well, I love it, too, for, like, a really nice date night where you can look at a a menu of cocktails, try this one, and then have something to eat, and then try a different drink, and then try something different to eat. And you really extend your meal by, you know, a couple hours, and you end up having this amazing evening and this whole journey of food and drinks. It's fantastic. Yeah. Most definitely. And you can still be able to keep it low-key enough to where you can... Pay attention to the band and still have a conversation. Yeah. And it turns into actually figuring out: Am I going to take this girl out again, or is this a speed date? We're done here. 
Oh yeah. You I cut to the chase so much easier. Short enough that you can yeah. fail in a second yeah. if you had to. Absolutely. Yeah. That's one thing I like about here. You know, you can have dinner, drinks, and live music. You know, and and it's hard to find somewhere that you can come in and relax and ambiance because either you know you're going to a bar where you, they have a band and it's you know it's more you know upbeat mm-hmm. yeah. and fast paced mm-hmm. but you also got here is really laid back you don't have to fight at the bar to get a drink here you have somebody walk up to you and be like hey what can I get you and yes it's yes. a lot more laid back yes. than that weird meat market situation that you see at random nightclubs you know I've gotten so spoiled coming here uh, that you bring up a great point because I went to Auburn to watch the game at bunch of weekends ago and we went to just regular bar bar mm-hmm. you know where they're just slinging out drinks as fast as possible they don't really care about what you're ordering yeah. I mean they're just this massive crowd and you're trying to shimmy your way up to the bar and I have told you get so spoiled when you come here yeah because it's like you don't even have you move your head slightly and someone's like can I help you mm-hmm. you know it's yeah, like, that's like you're at a car dealership they call me listen they call me the service Nazi yes <laughs> so I'll go around and just scan tables all night constantly and it, Oh, okay, you got it. Yeah. <laughs> if you're not doing it, somebody else will somewhere yeah, else. So you got to be ahead of the curve. Some of the servers, they know me so well. I'll say, hey, have, and they'll just hold the, they'll just hold the drink up. I was like, oh, okay, good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they're full, I swear. I swear, they're all no, full. The, no, they're holding the cup up like, I know they need it. I'm, this is it right here in my hand. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Yes, yeah. Now, the other thing that I've seen by stalking you guys on Instagram is that when you do have bands, sometimes it just becomes that spur of the moment thing where somebody in the audience or someone who's sitting here happens to be a singer mm-hmm. and they just get up and dance or not dance but sing yes with the band mm-hmm. i've seen that that's amazing oh yeah yes yes i know one night at one time i didn't know if i was i didn't know what was going on so i was like you know what i'm just gonna roll with it tonight <laughs> and you know, it was one band um it was david reevee he was playing one night and then El Papi from RTFO came yes. in. He got up there and played a couple of sets. And then I think Diego came. Yes. He got up there and played a couple of sets. And then it was some friends of Diego that was from Birmingham. They <laughs> One girl got up there and she sung maybe five or six songs. Then when she got down, there was another guy. His name is... Um, his name is Logan, uh-huh. and he sings a lot with Ruben Stutter. He got up there and he sung for maybe an hour and a half, and then somebody else got. And I was like, "Well, okay, I guess this is just, just, just open mic night." That's not easy right. enough. You know what? Everybody that got up there, they had an amazing, amazing, powerful voice. Because I did let them know, I was like, "If you come up here and I don't know you, and if you cannot sing, yeah, that's gonna, that's not, this is not gonna." Yeah, turn Vicky out will have good. to be like, "I'm sorry." Yes. <laughs> like we're not going to be able to let you do it, but everybody that got up there, oh my God! There's some great talent here, lovely. And I wind up locking the doors at 2:42 a.m. that morning. Wow. That was a Friday night. That wasn't a Saturday. Just for all you ABC board people out there, <laughs> that was on a Friday. Yeah. <laughs> Trying to get this place yelled at. Yes, yes. Well, Vicky, thank you so much for being part of our podcast. This is fantastic. Well, you know what? This is fun. This I told you fun. it wasn't. It was we keep it bad. casual. Yeah. Yes, most definitely. It's easy. It's easy peasy. All right, we're gonna take it. We're gonna get some tacos. Get something to drink. Yes. Pineapple more. And how do, wait, where, how do they? Um, how would they find you? Like, if they're an enterprise, you're on Instagram, Oak and Olive. Yes, uh-huh. You are on Facebook, Oak underscore Olive. Okay. On Facebook, I mean, on Instagram and Twitter, okay. and Oak and Olive Lounge, um, Dolphin on Facebook. And if somebody wanted to arrange a meeting or they wanted to book the facility, they call you here. What's yes. the number? Yes, it's three three four six nine nine six five four eight. Awesome. Thanks, Vicky. They can call me anytime because we we have events. Just about every day. As often yes. as you can. Yes. yes, I'm getting ready for a birthday party yeah. of someone that doesn't know they're having a birthday party. Oh, surprise. <laughs> yes. Awesome. We'll probably capture that by accident. Yes. Yeah. I know. It'll they're already right next It'll to be, us. Yes, most definitely. Ooh. Well, thank All right. you, guys. Thank You've you. Absolutely. Uh-huh. Thank you. Do we need to get a margarita? Oh. 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 <laughs> Did you, did you get a drink? Okay. I got some drink. All right. All right, so uh, welcome to episode four. It's December 29th. I'm Charlene. I'm Justin. We haven't been fired yet. No, that's awesome. right. It's awesome because you own it. Uh, it's The Local, a podcast hosted by us. Yeah, here we go. 
And uh, basically, this podcast is about all things local. So tonight, we are um, actually being hosted by Oak and Olive. Very Vicky, gracious hosts. Absolutely. Vicky is the manager here. Mike is the owner. And if you've never been to Oak and Olive, it's absolutely beautiful in here. Um, yeah, you definitely got to come check it out to be able to take our words and put them into a picture. Because I don't think words do it justice no it's it's beautiful it's uh i i would consider it to be more high-end oh yeah uh it's a tapas lounge yep it's, it's more of a lounge there's couches there's sitting areas leather couches marble tables everywhere yes uh it's beautifully decorated you guys you were instrumental in part of that a little bit yeah tinkered around here and there i, I feel like i did my part because I, I did a lot of the cocktail tasting there's nothing before, wrong with before that. they were opened. You gotta, you gotta know what you're you selling. Gotta, you gotta, you gotta be in the know. You gotta be in the. That's right. You gotta be hashtag be what's happening. You have and to I be what's happening. I feel like I do my part. That's a, that's the first step. <laughs> Changing the world. Right, so the last time I saw you, uh, we just talked to Mickey. But the last time I saw you, we were sitting at McLeod's. Yep. And we were talking with Harry Hall. Turkeys. And uh, turkeys from heaven. Did you ever go out there? Yeah, I went out there. I ended up going out there Tuesday night, and probably around 7 and staying there until around 11.30 or 12 and then went back Wednesday when I got done running some errands and stayed there until it was done and we wrapped it up we pulled the last turkey off at 11.55 so we actually made I think it was 2280 yeah all together you want to know where I was hopefully asleep no I was on the ground I was at the turkeys from heaven Pick up and distribute oh. distribution at the Wiregrass Museum of Art. I don't know how that works because I've never been a part of that side of it. Well, I think typically it works phenomenally because everything's done centrally. Well, I think well centrally, but then the weather that night, oh, December twenty third. I mean, the heavens opened and dumped so much rain. Yeah, they had all the smokers backed into the cattle barn at the um, farm center. Yeah, which that paired with the rain. The rain just pretty much made it liquid walls. So when you walk in, it's just the most dense turkey smoke ever. Ever. So, like, I've got jackets that I've washed two or three times, and it's, my dog still tries to eat them because they <laughs> smell delicious. We, uh, the Comerford showed up to help distribute. Mm-hmm. You know, help yeah. volunteer, and I think when we showed up, all the other volunteers were like, "We're out." No oh, <laughs> man, yeah. <laughs> and then it started pouring, and That'll it happen. became the Comerford turkey delivery system. God bless Rebecca and her husband. Where all did you guys have to go? We didn't. We were just loading cars. Oh, I gotcha. You know, like they'd yeah. be like, "I have twenty-one families to deliver to," and oh, I was man. like, 21 turkeys." 21 green beans <laughs> and 21 bad colored bags. That is awesome. <laughs> it was super fun. I think it would totally become one of our family traditions. It is sure. a lot of fun. Like when we were out there, had a couple cocktails here and there. Um, but it was, I'm on a barbecue team, like a competition barbecue team anyway. Yeah. So like all that was just normal, except it was so ramped up because of the quantity that you're having to prepare. Right. That it was like, I had 30 turkeys, or I had 18 on the grill that I was working on. There was 30 in the one next to us. I think there was one with like 160 on there. And At some point in the evening, I heard there was a turkey disaster. There was an absolute turkey disaster. I don't want to point any blame anywhere because I don't think there is any to point. But basically, they were working on, I think it was Pig Out Barbecue had let somebody borrow a giant gas-powered rotisserie smoker. Right. And... They said, this is how you load it, and it was loaded properly. Well, while we were unloading another smoker on the other side of the barn, partnered with this rain coming down, you can't hear anything. Right. And I guess the rotisserie jumped its track, and the motor in it was so powerful or geared so low that it just kept wrapping it up, and the inside is built out of angle iron and just little... Not even expanded metal wire mesh, but it was kind of almost like rebar. Yeah. And it just pretzeled the whole thing. Like, it just spun the whole thing like a little pinwheel around the drive shaft of this thing. Yeah, and it, like... like it, and it we, ruined 30 turkeys. Yeah, 30 turkeys. It dumped it all into this nasty, like, so turkey sad. juice brine situation. <laughs> so sad. Yeah. I was there in the middle of that, and I don't know... It was an old Hickory. It was the brand that it was, so I'm sure they make replacement parts for it. Right. But to get all that steel unwound from around the thing, you'd have to get 
a very small child and a cutting torch or an angle grinder. <laughs> Which is a really bad combination. Which is probably not this the is, best plan of action. This says somebody with no kids. Like, you don't put, you know, children in. Sure. Well, we had we were going to start trying to unload it, but this thing was still, like, around 400 degrees. So you couldn't get anywhere near anything to you start even, trying to yeah, undo what it, was it had done. done. Yeah. Just, like, push it to the side. Kill it. Shut it down. Let it cool off. And then reassess it when you've had some sleep. <laughs> So did you have a good Christmas? Yeah, it was phenomenal. We had the whole family over. Um, nine people were in my living room, which I th- think might be a new record. Wow. Um, so, yeah, like, we don't host a whole lot of things because we have a smaller house. But we were able to seat and um, take care of nine people that usually aren't there. Which well, that's is awesome. awesome. Yeah. How was yours? You've been doing taxes all day. I Ooh, can tell. It is a mess. I've been getting text messages and emails from my business partner saying, Hey, what is this person's name? Who is this? And I'm like, Oh, that's a sales rep. Or, who, what, what was this ATM transaction for in August for $22? I'm like, What? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. So I just look at it and then look at deliveries and I'm like, Oh, that was fuel or that was this or that. Yeah. I can just tell you're in a tax brain because you're just like and then we did this and yeah then very, we did that very, and then we did this it's almost on like, december 29th it was $11.48 yeah. at oak and olive yeah. on december <laughs> it's that is very it's monotonous and it's also very draining because you're constantly racking your brain like what on earth could this have been but luckily it was, and how can i use it to my advantage yeah luckily because it was all taxes. like reasonable transactions like there wasn't anything like well, it was the seven hundred dollars you spent at Tanda Room? Like, there was nothing like that. So, Which is a bikini bar, by the way. Yeah, that is a. For those of you that don't know, on South maybe Foster. we'll have to do a show there. We okay. can do that. Kurt is an awesome friend of mine. Yeah, He's, I've been in there. Yeah, that dude's fun. very accommodating. All right, so um, I have to tell you what I did. Yeah, I saw you had matching PJs for a few yeah, days. Yeah, of course we do that. My mom gives us matching PJs. Yeah. Every every single year, every single year. Was it? It and wasn't they, they this week. They have weekend. gotten incredibly. Uh, they've gotten more and more tacky as the years have gone on. I mean, that's. At first, it was like I want to buy you guys nice pajamas. You know, like you got to get it outrageous, man. You got to have them come down the stairs and the bunny <laughs> footy thing. Yeah, it's gotten more and more ridiculous as the years have gone by. So now we take ridiculous Christmas Eve pictures. That's perfect. And send them out. Um, but then after the, the coolest thing that happened—not just Christmas and holidays and family and charity and blah blah yeah. blah. So my kids, um, for their big Christmas present, yeah, I got them. Uh, they swam in the Georgia Aquarium. That is so. With the whale absurd. sharks. I'm trying to do that. It's you can just call them and make a reservation. Do I have to wear like floaties? No. They you wear your bathing suit and you you get a you know you get a scuba gear. That is remarkable. Yeah. And snorkel. I've got my old roommate. His significant other goes and swims with manatees or something over there. Yeah. And I was like, how do you, how do you wind up with connections like that? And then I realized, after, like when we talked about this a few weeks ago. Yeah. I was like, oh, you can just show up. Like it's not. No. You don't have to have like some weird like no, you password. You have to have a reservation. Like it's that eyes wide shut party where you gotta no. know what to <laughs> say like at the door. Code. Yeah. No, no. No, you just call them and they're, you're like, I want to swim with the gentle giants. I, I'm trying to, I don't know about giants, I'm a small dude. I'm not yeah. trying to get mowed down by some, like, sea mammal. I've seen blackfish, alright? I know what that's about. Have you seen that? Yeah, you're taking my amazing aquarium experience and now you're taking it and putting a blackfish spin on it. I'm sorry. I'm saying if I had kids, I wouldn't, I wouldn't put them out there as bait. <laughs> Merry Christmas, kids. <laughs> First of all, <laughs> whale sharks' throats are literally the size of a quarter. Did you know that? No. All they Why eat, would I have known all that? All they eat is brine fish. Or quarters. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I don't even know if brine fish is the right thing to say. Is it brine fish? I'm no, not sure. it's not brine fish. Because I think you said brine and the turkey has, yeah. has her accident. I don't know. Bait fish? Oh, what's the stuff that's in the ocean? Sardines? That, that Plankton? Yes, that. Oh, that's not even a fish. What is it? It's just like seaweed gel stuff. Anyway, the I point think. is... Somebody Google that. <laughs> they take... Their throat is only as big as a quarter, so they take it, they mash it into a little ball, and they swallow oh, that's it. Cool. They can't fit a human child I gotcha. in there. But it's not like you have infants or anything. You're like, 
You're not you're not reshooting the Nevermind Nirvana cover at the aquarium. Here's a baby. I realize it's an eight foot across stingray. I gotcha. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm not saying that I wouldn't be that person. I'm just saying I wasn't that sure. particular person. Yeah. Well, it just depends on who you're putting in the tank. I think my kids may have had a moment where they're like, seriously, Mom? Wait, this is this some insurance thing you're <laughs> trying to do? This is terrifying. Like, Christmas morning was a combination of excitement and terror. So you were there Christmas morning? No, no, no. We went the day after. Okay. But they got the present Christmas morning. That and is they, awesome. They're just looking at it, like, because it's just a bunch of pamphlets. Oh, thanks for this invitation to my own death, Mom. <laughs> awesome. Appreciate it. Happy holidays. What an amazing gift to give somebody. Though. That's <laughs> really it is. It's I mean, fun. I, I'm like a all list thing. yeah. I'm all for giving experiences as gifts rather than like, oh, here's a shirt or here's what a pair of socks or whatever. Like, if you can get somebody something that they can either use during an experience, so they're like, oh yeah, right. He gave me this backpack, right? That I then took to Machu Picchu. Yeah, yeah. That's there's a picture of me in my backpack. Yeah. On top of a mountain. And then you just can sit back and gloat and be like, yeah, I did that, kind of, yeah. but I wasn't there. I mean, I didn't go to Machu Picchu, but I did buy that backpack. And this dude would have had his handful. <laughs> if it weren't for me, he would have never made it. He would have had to carry his own stuff. He would have made so hands. many trips <laughs> if it wasn't for this bag. Um, all right, really quick, we're going to take a break, and we're going to interview Daniel. Yep. Yes, from the Vagabonds. Yep, out of Nashville. Uh, a local guy gone big. Yeah, he in grew Nashville. up. Grew up around the area. Um, I think he still has two sisters to live around here. Right. Um, went to Nashville, started playing with these dudes from up there, and they've got three albums out. I think their fourth is coming out in the next month or so. Right. Um, very southern rock infused with jam bandish kind of. Almost, uh, pretty much as Americana music as you can get okay. without it being like jugs and a broomstick with a string attached to it. Okay. <laughs> that old school like Muppet band on the porch. <laughs> I like, I like the Muppets. There's nothing wrong with that. No. What is that rainbow song they did? I can't remember. I can, sadly. It was on the flip side of the uh, Walkman tape that I would listen to Uh-oh. when I would roller skate. That is awesome. Yeah, the Muppet movie on one side and Kenny Rogers on the other side. So yes, I can oh, sing yeah. you every word of The Gambler. Every single word. I only know, you got to know when to hold them and know when to fold them. Because I say that all the time. You know when to walk away. I don't. I never do. <laughs> Before we walk away and then come back with Daniel from the Vagabonds, uh, our friend Mike Van Dusen yep. sent me a text today and next week at the recovery room. They're having a benefit. For all of the flood, flood victims, victims in Columbia. Yeah. So a great way for you to get involved and help out local people. Absolutely. And listen to some great music and go to another great local place. It's a recovery room. It's a $5 donation at the door. Uh, it's featuring Sweet Honey Hospitality, Chad Hall, Aaron Bostick, Mike Van Dusen, Inspector Six, Ray Kenyon, Dave Dale, Jim Carr, many more. It's Wednesday, January 6th at 7 p.m. Yep. At the recovery room. And they're going to have all kinds of... Um, silent auction stuff too. Oh yeah, I saw where Bert from Barrel Room had thrown in a. I think dinner it was for four. Dinner for four. Yeah. Um, handful of other stuff. Tobacco shop on the south side of town, maybe. Yeah. Threw in a bunch of All stuff. All kinds of stuff, and you can yeah. uh, look for the information. Just look up uh, music. I can't see that word. What? What is? See. All these flyers and they're. All these graphic designers cut, <laughs> cutting letters off stuff. You go by. Let me see. Now i got to go through this. Hold on. i got to go through my text now. So, yeah, if you're not familiar with the area, Recovery Room is a... South side of town. Southeast side of town. Right across from where the medical center is. Right. Um, by Sakura, Japanese food place. Great venue, actually. Uh, Mike Miller, Michael Miller. I love that. Is a super solid guy. Okay, it's music for relief. It's at the recovery room. There you go. Um, if you want more information, you can call Mike Miller at 798-9050 or look up recovery room on Facebook. Yep. Uh, or even look up music for relief yep. on Facebook and uh, get we'll those details. We'll see you there. Hashtag be what's happening. You're right about that. All right, so we're going to take a break. and we come back, we'll be talking with Daniel from the Vagabonds. Yep. 
things. That's right. Keep it casual. All right, so welcome back to episode four of The Local, a podcast hosted by Justin, that's you. Hey. And me, I'm Charlene, and now Daniel. Hey, Daniel. Hey. How are you? Great. Thanks Daniel, tell uh, our, our one listener yeah. who you are and what are you doing? What, yeah. Why are you sitting here at our table oh. with your beer in our face? Yeah. And we the have to drink water and you're drinking beer. We're straight edge now. When do we start drinking water? When do we make this no, rule? You want to switch, switch it up? Yes. Yeah. Because the beer is good. Yeah, let me try the IPA. I mean, I was going to go down the water route with you because really, I was was like, New Year, New You, I get it. I was going to give water. Yeah, we got a few days for that. (laughs) I can't. It's too soon after the holidays. I'm not ready. Right, yeah. I'll do it after New Year's Eve. I'm trying to take that edge off still from (laughs) madness for the last four weeks. Yeah, I'm not ready. I'm not ready to go sober yet. Yeah, next time she comes around. Okay, we'll grab her. Put in that order. So, Daniel, why are you sitting here with your cold, frothy beverage? Because you guys asked me to come, and I'm happy to be here. No. <laughs> so, this is my hometown, Dothan. I, like I was telling you guys, I think this is a great idea, what you're doing, promoting for the local scene in Dothan. There's a lot of great There's a lot of great things happening in Dothan, as far as music and art. A lot of my friends are still here doing some things around town, so I think it's a great idea. And basically, I'm coming through town. I'm actually playing here at Okinawa tomorrow night, basically, you know, Uh just by myself, and I'm going to have a special guest with me, and then my band, the Vagabonds, we're playing down in Pensacola on New Year's Eve. Okay. So that's kind of making a stop on the way to Pensacola. I heard Pensacola is having, like, an amazing event downtown. Yeah, it's called the Pelican Drop, and I talked to the event promoter, and he was like... Yeah, I think they're, we're expecting forty to 45,000 people. I was like, wow, that's a, that is a pretty awesome solid party. crowd. Yeah, that's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, it's down by Seville. Is it by Seville? I think they're so. gonna, like, yeah, all I think the they bars just shut are down open. The whole, yes, yeah. and you can walk around. That's awesome. It's, have you ever been to Pensacola and party down there? Um, I know not to go to Cervantes. Are you used to, weren't supposed to go to Cervantes if you were a dude? And stop your car because somebody would, some lady of the night would come out and be like, <laughs> oh, wow. hey, what's up? Alright, I've never heard that. I don't yeah, know I try to get itemized. <laughs> I try, right, Justin, you try to only on your own, and then me and Daniel will go. Yeah. Like, well, no, there's a rule. You just have to have itemized receipts from every time you go out anywhere, <laughs> and that keeps you from doing ridiculous stuff in Pensacola. Okay, Daniel, what you don't know is that Justin has been doing taxes all day. Yeah, so all I can think of is itemized receipts. I know, I do my receipts like that too, so I have just stacks and stacks of receipts. Oh, that makes one of us. And, uh, I'm just kidding, IRS, because I know you're listening to this. Yeah, I'll let somebody else do that for me. Um, I'm too lazy to do my own taxes. So tell us about, I hate, I, I did, like, see, I'm like just waiting for you guys to be quiet about taxes. I can't handle it at all. Yeah, you don't, bad. I don't just, want taxes? No, I do, that's how I do taxes, denial. I'm just, right? <laughs> my, my, ta- my account literally has to, like, Pull my W nine oh, out yeah. of my yeah. hand, like seriously. I've already filed an extension Oof. for you. It's time. Yeah, <laughs> like, that's what I do. Yeah. April get expensive. Oh, I can't. Yeah. I'll get it to you by August. Yeah. That's, Ooh, maybe. I know it's bad. It's terrible. I try to get it done straight out of the gate. That way, like, if I know when they're coming, I can be ready. <laughs> <laughs> if you just go ahead and, and just meet him at the door. Yeah, it's like into paddling when you're in high school. Like, I don't know. If, how horrible of kids you guys were growing up. I got like, paddlings all the time. Yeah, like you see that dude walk up to your teacher's door and you're just like, all right, well, I got to I gotta start folding up paper and put it in my pockets because right. he's about to beat me for that. Or wherever you're going to go. Yeah. yeah. Where did you guys go to high school here locally? I went to Dothan High. Where'd you Rehoboth go? High did school. you? Yeah. Both schools paddled. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I think they still do. More than likely. For those of you that don't do know... You know what? I think it, this year may be the first year that they're like. I'm surprised then. I, I thought think that you was should. excellent I, a long time. I think no. you should too. It's okay, a right my daughter went to Wicksburg last year, mm-hmm. still paddling. Now this really? year, I don't know because she's not going to school there anymore. But is that because the paddling didn't work, or because she just moved to a different school? Uh, no, she moved to a different <laughs> school. My son got paddled several times, but like we tell our family, like friends of mine that are listening. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Might have been my old high school baseball coach. Which one? He's the uh, he's the principal out there now. Jeff Linder. It wasn't the principal. Oh, it was uh, the assistant principal or something like that. It was always like the science or history teacher. They got to keep it at arm's length to avoid like yeah. lawsuits. <laughs> yeah. There's some weird clause you got to. My sister-in-law 
lives in Montana. We were talking about paddling because Tim and I think it's hilarious because every year they bring the permission slip home yeah. and they want you to sign like whether you allow your kid to sure. get paddled or not. And Tim and I had this great, like, joyous, we're signing Absolutely. It. Like, you guys are getting paddled yeah. in school. Like, that's the deterrent. Yeah. <laughs> that's one of the best deterrents you could have there. Because if they know that that's on the docket or yeah. that's like a possibility, straight and narrow the whole year. I don't know, man. It didn't work for me. I just I ended yeah. up like I. You're like, thank I you, know. sir. We have another. I like to have fun in school, so I maybe had too much fun. I was a jerk to yeah. everybody when I was in high school. My I principal like I was too. Looking back on it, my principal stopped me one morning. I was on the way into the assistant principal's office to get a, a tardy slip or whatever. Yeah. And he was like, "Why? Why are you tardy?" I said, "Because I wasn't here when the bell rang. I don't feel like any, what I was up to is any of your business." You said that? Yeah. I stand by it. Wow. Yeah. It's really Justin, nice. you're an His angry, business. you're an angry high schooler. Oh yeah, like that's not even the I tip of the iceberg. Angel. <laughs> it was, I had to sign a contract at one point that if I did anything else, I was out of Dothan High, like Dothan City wow. Schools. Altogether. Oh yeah, they'd had enough. <laughs> and I just said, all right, well, I don't feel like taking a cab anywhere. That's way worse than taking the bus. <laughs> Stay on the bus. I guess I'll calm myself down. Yeah, didn't feel like getting a job. Paying that cab fare. That's funny. Anyways, and people up north, if you're listening to this, my friends that listen to Chicago and stuff, they, they don't paddle. They have no idea about it. Yeah. So basically, they do still corporal punishment in schools here. Like, you get paddled. Aggressively. And it's, and it's like, <laughs> I'm talking like a, a fraternity paddle. Yeah. It's for real. It's like they make their own special paddle. <laughs> they they can sign it after you get paddled. Each teacher like, has their own little, you know, spin yeah. on their <laughs> I wonder if wood shops have a spike in sales during the Christmas holiday for yeah. like <laughs> principal was. friends. They do like a great teacher's gift. Just yeah. give yeah. them a new pedal. Just hang it up on the wall. If you were into wood, woodworking, yeah, it's really hard to say. By the way, Daniel, how did you get from Rehoboth to Nashville? Uh, well, besides just getting your car and driving, like, yeah, how did right. you legitimately? So I started get started playing music in church here uh-huh. in Dothan. Went to Mount Gilead, start playing in there. Uh, went from there to college at Auburn. Okay. Started a band right there and we split up. Joined up with another band in Auburn. Mm -hmm. We formed what is now the Vagabonds, which is the band I'm in. So we played around the college circuit, the SEC circuit, all the different schools, you know, fraternities, sororities, and um, different bar scenes and everything. Then we put out a couple albums. Got lucky enough to go to uh, Europe twice. And wow. Yep. Did two six-week tours over there in 2012 and 13. So after our first European tour, we came back. And we were like, you know, it's just kind of Auburn's kind. Of, we've we've went as far as we can in Auburn. Yeah. But, you know, it's time to move on to something where we can kind of spread our wings. And You've got to go where your opportunities yeah, are going to yeah. be and be be around better musicians. That are going to make Grow. us better. Grow, basically. So we all moved up there together in 2012, June 2012, and we all live in the same house. And uh, like I said, we went back to Europe in 2013. And since then, we've put out another record, and we have another one coming out at the end of January or early February. We haven't decided yet. Mm-hmm. But it's our fourth record. So wow. That's what we're pushing now. We have a single out. It's called Oh My Lord. And there's a video with it. So we just kind of released that back in October to give a preview of the first the first taste of the album, I guess. Right. And then uh, we'll release the rest of it early next year. Right. Uh, how is it living with um, your same bandmates for like, it's good. the last... It's good. It's good. You know, you have your moments where you get tired of everybody. But... Is there anybody that's the actual rose of your band? Like the diva? The one that's just does not cooperate with you, isn't it? No. There's really not. We're actually pretty cool. We're all, <laughs> we're all southern gentlemen. We, uh, you know, we can tell when, the, when somebody... We've been around each other long enough to know each other's attitudes and each other's quirks. Uh, luckily, we all have our each room, our own room, so if we need to get away, we can get away. Right. I'm sure it makes it exponentially easier to tour with the same dudes if you already live with them. Yeah. you already know, like, which one leaves, like, the toothpaste open. You know, like, who's... 
Koopas leaving are just socks wherever. Yeah. yeah. What you kind know? of monster are you? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Got to wear earplugs because one snore so loud you can't. Yeah. It's, right. it's bad. I toured with a band shooting photos in 2007 and a little in 2008, and it was there like one or two month tours at a time, but you could you could tell about week three. That everybody, all the camaraderie starts fading out because oh, yeah. we're not all, like, nobody was always together. And then it's real cool to, like, be in each other's business for the first however many weeks. Mm-hmm. And then eventually you're just like, I don't know. Like, I, I guess just, if you live with each other, it would yeah. kind of make that easier. It you, made it a little bit easier. But on those European tours, all we did before them was go out on weekends with these SEC schools, yeah. like I said. So then we're going to Europe for six weeks at a time. It's like, oh, it turns okay. more into work. I really don't like hanging out with y'all that yeah. much. <laughs> oh, yeah. It'll happen. But, you know, we had our we had our scuffles and we had our arguments. But in the end, you know, 30 minutes later, you come and you're like, sorry, dude. Yeah. You know, Cabin fever's a real thing. You know, sorry. I, know. I didn't mean Haven't to blow up on you. we just gone through the but, holidays? Are we all right? our families? Yeah. That's like, why none of them are here with us. everybody just go, yes, let's do that interview Tuesday yeah. night. Yeah. Let's all yeah. do it. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And you, Daniel's like, I'll drive from Nashville. Yeah, Not I'll a be problem. Here. I'll, I'll be, be here. here. Yeah. yeah. That was awesome. I get um, that. But yeah, no, we're excited about the new album. I, in my opinion, it's the best one we've done so far. Oh, that's we had we had a good year and a half in between the last one and this one. So we've kind of been taking a break and kind of just really diving into what we want to do. And the next project needs to be this or needs to be that. And it came out really well. What did you, uh, what was the biggest difference, you know, going from the SEC circuit to being like, okay, we're going to move to Nashville, we're going to be serious about it. What um, what what changed as the band? How did you start working differently? I think it was, like I said, when we came back from Europe, it's like, we got to play venues where people are, you're selling hard tickets, which means, you know, you're getting people to pay at the door instead of going to a fraternity house, which is going to be packed out either way. You get that pay guarantee. Yeah, you get the pay guarantee, which is great. You know, you're getting guaranteed money. And a guaranteed But over there, yeah, over there, we're getting hard tickets at the door and people are coming in to see us. And we kind of got that fever to where we wanted to try and see if we could do it that way over here. Okay. And plus, you know, play until 2 and 3 in the morning every weekend. It gets old after that. Oh, sure. Yeah. And you want to you want to be out of the place at ten o'clock and play your set, you know, and be done. So I've never been. You you've been in a band, Justin. I was a photographer. I played the camera. I know, but have you ever been in a band? Uh, yes, and I play drums. Okay. On the weekends, but drink enough. It's there like my rap career. Like you never know where it's going to take you. <laughs> I heard that, brother. I've never been in a band. We ought to collaborate. <laughs> I'm ready. <laughs> He's just gonna throw some whiskey at him, yeah, and then and then he'll rap for you. That's it. Um, okay, so I've never been in a band, but I always, I I love the the creative process. So how do you get to your fourth album? What is this album about? And how? What is it like? Like, do you just get in a room and you start playing something, and then Justin would start rapping, and yeah. then you just kind of grow from there? Like, how does it work? A lot of it happens like that. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> a lot of times I'll write a song by myself on acoustic, and bring it to the band. And then it'll turn into something totally different that I never even saw coming. Yeah. Because they'll all put their little flavor on it, you know. Mm-hmm. I never go into it saying, okay, you, you got to play this part. I'll just bring kind of my part. Oh, so you wouldn't it. do it my way. That's exactly how I would Yeah, do. well, see, I'm not good enough at guitar <laughs> to tell our lead guitarist who's just an awesome dude. You know, he's awesome at guitar. I couldn't tell him how to play his lead. But no, and then sometimes we'll get in the room and be like, somebody just start something, see how it goes. And, some songs the single oh my lord happened like that okay we were just in our practice room we took we'd taken a break and we were coming back in getting ready to start back up and uh we just started playing these two chords back and forth and i just started singing over it and bam a song happened it's i don't know how I guess if you're just a musician and you're in it that's but for me, I'm so like, it, yeah. okay, Justin, you're going to do this, sure. and Daniel, you're going to do this, yeah. and I'm going to do this. Well, it's trickier and, yeah. when, you have, when, it's, when you're in a band rather than just being a solo musician. There's more of a collaborative edge to it. So, like, if like I could put out a rap album in a week, probably. But if I could do <laughs> that with a lot more people, it'd be way better, for one, because it wouldn't just be 
the same. I will get hung up on the same either guitar riff or drum cycle or whatever, and I'll just get it in my head and be like, "Oh man, this is awesome!" And then in two weeks, I'll be like, "I hate that. I don't want to do that." But if you have somebody that can take that when you put it down and build on it, instead of you making part of the cake and throwing it in the dumpster, you have somebody else come back and decorate the cake and then somebody else come back and make another layer to the cake and then build something super delicious rather than like dumpster cake. Yeah, can you can you just write that down, that explanation down so I can use that next time? If, dude, that was, that was beautiful. That was that was perfect. Right? Okay, I feel like it made sense, but let's a lot of times sense. when I talk, people look at me like I'm super crazy. No, it made okay, sense. But it was just great. for fun, let's pretend that I'm an interview from Nashville, like a legit CMT. Okay. I'm talking to you. Please explain Justin's creative, collaborative <laughs> cake example to me. The same way? Yeah. Well, no, oh, similar. Uh, Just see how it goes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So when I when I bring something in, it's basically like I'm bringing my own ingredients, and I'm like, all right, I need, you know, I've mixed this much up, and I kind of lay it down and put it in the oven, and we bring it out. I'm like, I don't like the taste of it, you know. Let's let's throw it out. But then Richard, our guitar player, is like, no, nah, man, I got I got a little something I want to throw on there. And he put some sprinkles on there. And not everybody likes sprinkles. Not everybody's a sprinkle fan. But our drummer's like, it, it tastes a little bit better. Let me let me throw a little something on there. And then, I don't know, I can't do it as good. That's yeah. what I'm saying. You gotta write it <laughs> don't down, Don't forget man. the key phrase. It was dumpster cake. I would, you yeah, don't want yeah, you don't want that dumpster cake on the stage, man. You just <laughs> don't. <laughs> um, there was a Talking Heads live show. I cannot for the life of me remember what show it was. They stopped making sense. Stop making sense to her. Um, I started to look that up, and somehow my brain pulled that out of the filing cabinet. So, Stop Making Sense Tour was a Talking Heads tour they did back in the 80s. Bernie Worrell played keyboards on it. Anyway, it starts out, and the lead singer from Talking Heads, oh, whatever that dude's name is, somebody, I'll edit that in. It'll just be, it'll be a brief cut, and it'll be like, ah, this is there. And then I'll go back into this. <laughs> David Byrne. So he comes out on stage and it's just him with a boombox and he hits play. And eventually you start figuring out, oh, he's singing Psycho Killer. And then he starts playing guitar. And then slowly but surely, different people with different instruments come out on the stage and start filling it in. Right. And I feel like a lot of, in a lot of ways, that's how a lot of songs and records are built. Like you have somebody with an idea, whether it be the front man or the bass player or somebody comes in like I like this this is different and everybody else is like that's awesome what if we did it with this and they put something in there that is completely out of left field but it works somehow I feel like that's how you develop your own sound like that's how you keep from mulching over the same three chord hits that are like any Genesis song or whatever yeah any nickel Jesus (laughs) good totally true though yeah so, is every song that you write uh, personal? Like, where do you get, Some, like, when yeah. you write songs? Are they all from something personal? And is it a movie that you watch that touched you? From and then you're everything, like, yeah. yeah. I'll keep going back to the single, Oh My Lord. That was actually about um, this time last year, my grandfather passed away. So, that song is about the time that I was going through this time last year, and my girlfriend who's sitting over there. You know, just helping me through it. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of our story over a couple of months. Okay. And then, you know, I have some that I wrote on there that's about a guy who got thrown in jail and broke out of jail. And his, his main motive was to get back and see his significant other. Mm-hmm. And so he breaks out of jail and then they ride off into the sunset. So, I mean, I do stories and I do personal stuff too. Okay. And so did the guys in the band. I mean, it's never all personal we like to I mean any Taylor Swift breakup songs oh sure yeah, <laughs> yeah sure. why wouldn't there be why wouldn't there I mean that's that's the heart strings you gotta play on those right you know right every metal band had a ballad yeah it's true rest in peace Lemmy by the way he died last <laughs> did night. he yeah did he really yeah from uh, Motorhead yeah oh. bassist slash lead singer Wow. 76. He was. I mean, he was, he up, was there. up there. I mean, it's yeah. It's not like 
was he, snatched he out of his life with a crime. He outlived Keith Richards, which is ridiculous. Listen, that Keith dude, Richards is not going to die. Because he's not human. No. Well, also, if he's like formaldehyde. He's yeah. never yeah. going to decompose. I actually saw those guys when they came to Nashville. Rolling Stones. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. How, you beat one un- of my top five bands. It's unbelievable how good they all still move on stage. Mick Jagger's running up and down the stage like he's 20 years old. Right. That's I mean, crazy. Unbelievable shape. And they're like 70-something. I feel like those dudes, instead of having a guitar rack where they just like swap guitars off stage, there's like a hip rack where they just run over and get a hip replacement and then come right back <laughs> out. <laughs> they're all like so close to that. I yeah. watched uh, I watched way too many movies, but the other day, uh, not the other day, a couple months ago, I watched the James Brown movie. Yeah, I don't know what the name of it is. Anyway, it was about James Brown, his bi- biopic, whatever. And this scene, and you know, the Rolling Stones have always been one of my favorite bands. And I had no idea that well, at James Brown's, it was Ed Sullivan show. Okay. James Brown opened for the Rolling Stones. No kidding. Yes, and so James Brown's out there doing his James Brown thing and mm-hmm. moving the way that he moves. And uh, Mick Jagger was backstage, and he was talking to Keith Richards, and he's like, "Now that is how somebody should move on stage." And from that moment on, Mick Jagger started moving like yeah. James Brown. That makes yeah. sense. I could see that yeah. because you see early videos and Mick's kind of just standing there, right? You know, with that and Beatles then he haircut. Watched, that he Beatles watched James haircut. Brown and how James Brown was breaking it down, and he was. And if you watch, if you watch him now, you're like, that is a little bit hot tubish. That's one of those things because, like, you've got to separate yourself from everything else. Like that was the, the European or the English invasion or British yeah. invasion, right? Um, I guess you would make sense to do something that's going to be kooky enough to set you apart. Yeah. Well, too, and they didn't they want to separate themselves from the Beatles. The Beatles well, yeah. are like perfect haircuts, yeah. you know, the good boys, yeah. you know, the little London kids, and the Stones were like, mm, Yeah, let's not go down that road. We have Keith road. Richards, we can't. Yeah, <laughs> yeah there's no way. They're like trash in hotels <laughs> automatically. It's like Animal from it's the Muppets show. It's not going to work. Yeah, it's not going to work. So tell us more. Like, where can people find your album? Where can they find out more about you and your band? Okay, well, the album's not out yet. We're going to release it, like I said, the beginning of next year, either the end of January, beginning of February. Um, but the rest of our records are on um, iTunes, Spotify, Amazon, anything on the internet, just look it up. Reverb Nation. And like I said, we have the music video out for Oh My Lord. So that's the one song you can't hear right now from the record. And uh, yeah, we're just looking forward to releasing that and getting back on the road and touring. What's your website? It's www.thevegabonds.com. Pretty basic. Awesome. And that's V-E-G-A-B-O-N-D-S. It gets mixed up with a lot of different names. Vegas Bombs, Vagabonds. See, I wrote Vago. Yeah. That's probably what you're looking at. Yeah, it's kind of confusing, but... Spell phonetically. Sorry, don't look at that. The Sharpie's seen better days. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thank you so much for hanging out and having a beer with us. And you're going to be performing... Yeah, please come tomorrow at the Okanolive, and y'all come hang out. We'll have a good time. I think we're going to do 7 to 10 p.m. So... I'd love to see y'all here. That another, works for me. Another reason to skip out on your family that you've had too much closeness That's right. with. You Plus, you're probably off for New Year's Eve anyway. Exactly. There you go. Right? Why not spend New Year's Eve, Eve? So we'll all meet back here tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. with the Christmas tree. Yes. And I have Nothing's to say, really tell go. all your friends about the local. This is a great idea. This is a great podcast. Thank and you. I'm glad y'all are doing it. It's, it's we try to keep good, it fun. Yeah, it's bringing some goodness, you know, some recognition to Dothan and the uh, surrounding arts. Absolutely. Awesome. I appreciate There's it. There's so much talent here that it's kind of hard to keep it to yourself almost. Yeah. Like, I would love to just, and I've done that for a while, like, where people will call me and be like, hey, do you know anybody that does this? I'm like, yeah. What, why? Where else am I going to find that out? I was like, oh. Exactly. I know, I know people that do so many different random things that it's one of, it's almost a problem where you become essentially a phone book for like either musicians or artists that paint stuff or contractors or architects or that's a, I think that's the biggest part of the podcast is that it's a guide for people to go be a part of what's happening. Because yeah. when you move here or you come here, you're like, there's nothing to do here. There's a gazillion no, you things got, to do here. You just got to dive everybody in. Everybody you meet is super interesting. Yeah. You know? Yeah. You know, 
Rehoboth to Nashville, yeah. back to Dothan. It's fantastic. And within arm's reach and have a conversation and hang out. Absolutely. Oh, it's about to get loud in here. I think yep. we're about to wrap Surprise it up. Surprise party is about to start. Oh, it's, almost, go. it's almost beer time anyway. Cool. Yeah. I feel like it's past that. Yeah. Yeah, let's not another. do the water thing anymore. Cheers. Thanks. Thanks for having me. Absolutely, man. Thanks for coming on. All right, and we are back. We're back. It's episode four. Changing and, chairs. Uh, yeah, do. We take Daniel's chair. Daniel from Nashville. Yep. Thank you, Daniel from Nashville. From the Vagabonds. Daniel Allen. He's got a last name, but. We're just going to call him Daniel from Vagabonds. Is it Vagabonds or Vagabonds? Vagabonds. Vagabonds. Yeah. Which is why I get confused with Vegas bombs. Got you. Vagabond. The Vagabond. The ba- now I can't say it. The Bagel. I'm just kidding. The, the Bagel just, Bites. The agree now that the Sober Show may not be the show? Yeah. I mean, I think you're... I don't know. I'm too businessy. I think so. But not... you. I don't think it's... I think you think you're too businessy. I think you perceive that on yourself. I'm pretty much the same regardless. But when I drink, words come out easier. <laughs> yeah. So there are so many like awkward uh, oak and uh, olive uh, Christmas time. It's not like that all the time. Uh, Man, there's a big crowd here. It's a great crowd for a Tuesday. What are we doing? Just hanging out. I guess we're going. I don't know. You got plans for uh, New Year's? You know I don't. I'm not a big New Year's Eve person. I try not to be. We went to the beach last year, and it was fun, but we were with some people, and we had gone out to dinner, and it got a little weird, because one of the guys that was with us was complaining about somebody made their old-fashioned wrong, (laughs) and like I was like, you know what, let's take this dude somewhere where that's never going to be a problem, because they're going to look at him like he's crazy if he orders that. So we went to No Name Lounge. You know where that is in Panama City? No. Yeah. Of course you don't, because it's a dive bar at the bottom at the foot of the bridge on the but I love dive bars yeah you should check it out it's cool like no I mean it I mean it like I you love can, dive bars you can smoke inside it's carpeted yeah there's like the barrel swivel all the seats all things that shouldn't be in a bar yeah but are it's like a time machine right back to the 70s yes let's it's, go there it's, I'm, I guess that's local I consider kind of local yeah I'm I down with that. That's it's dirtier and smokier sometimes yeah. the better. Oh, that's no name lounge for the sure. The more interesting the people in there. So we went down there for New Year's and we were trying to get somewhere reasonable for the ball to drop. And I was like, oh, this. I've been to this bar a hundred thousand times. <laughs> and you show up and it's like the who's who of like, I don't know. They're like throwaway extras from SpongeBob SquarePants. <laughs> it's just characters all over the place. And, I mean, there's a lot of cool people. Like, the roller derby down there, they party there a lot, so you'll run into some of them. Um, some of the skateboarder crowd, which is how I found out about the place. Right. They hang out there, and it's just, it, I think it's just a kook bar. Here's the thing about dive bars that a lot of people don't know, because they're like, no, I don't. I like to go to really nice bars yeah. all the time. Nice bars are great. I love a nice bar. We're in a nice bar. This sure. This is a beautiful bar. This is for Dothan. This is yeah, absolutely. the top of the pile. Mm-hmm. Um, but what I love about dive bars is that a lot of times, every walk of life in there, you will have super famous people, oh, yeah. wealthy people, athletes, motorcycle, yeah. skaters, rock stars, you know, women that work on the street, to, <laughs> Yeah. I mean, I mean, you'll have everybody in there. And, and nobody cares all, about what anybody else no, is doing. They're just there hanging out. what's great about it, because you're all kind of one-minded. You're just looking for a good time. Yeah. And... It's just, it's always... Everybody's on the same page. They go there to have some drinks and hang out. Yeah, because the dive bar is equilibrium. Yeah. It equals everybody across the board. You don't have to worry about some, like, random DJ be like, check out this new mix from Skrillex. You don't have to worry about that. Like, you can just go in there, get a booth in a corner somewhere. Pick your song off the jukebox like everybody else. Wait your turn for your music. Yeah. It's fantastic. You listen to Driving and Crying, same as you can anywhere else. Do you know that uh, I just a client told me this the other day that there is um, divebartshirts.com. Have you heard about this? 
Is that where you subscribe and every month they send you a shirt from, dive, a, from a dive bar? I, I am familiar with it. Yes, that. and then the dive bar, after they run out of that particular t-shirt... It's done. It's done. Yeah. So then it's becomes like it's collector. Like a That's mint. awesome. It's a retired dive bar t-shirt. That's like hooligans need to start selling shirts. Yes, they do because hooligans is a dive bar. Yeah. Which we need to go do one from there. But I'm, I'm game. I have we'll some have hooligan to, stories. We should you. wait until like it's proper hooligans time though. Yeah, but four in the morning? Yeah. Like there's a bar in Montgomery called Solitaire. Yeah. Have I been over this with you before? No. I don't know if it's still open, but when I was living there it was a little underground, legitimately in a basement dive bar. But I'm gonna it was teach like, you a quick trick, ready? Yeah. We're gonna leave them with uh, a there you go. go. Yeah. You're going to have to tune in the next time. You figure it out. To hear the rest of our dive bar stories. Because there's a lot of them. That's right. Where are we going to do this from next time? I don't know. They just have to tune in and find out. That's right. Or they can contact us at... You can hit us up online at wiregrasslocal at gmail.com. Let us know what you love about it, what you hate about it. If you'd like to sponsor this podcast, now is the time because rates are lower than they're going to be. <laughs> This is how you get in on the ground floor of greatness. That's right. And also, you can suggest places that you want us to do shows from, like yeah. No Name Bar or the one that you were just talking about. Or a zip line or sky's the limit. Whatever. This thing's pretty mobile. We can do what we want. We can. We, we have microphones and headphones. We can travel. There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Well, thanks. I hope you guys enjoy episode four. See you guys out there. You continue to be what's happening. Deuces. <laughs>